Welcome to Tech Talk Weekly. I'm Bob from Creation Station. This is our weekly show where we give you three to four interesting tech topics, get you on your way with a fun library fact, take up about 20 minutes of your time. If you've got a story you'd like us to talk about on the air, creationstation at brower.org comes right to me and we'll get that story up if we can. Today, I have Miss Francine from Maine Library. How are you, Francine? I'm okay. Oh, you're doing great. Francine, okay, let's embarrass you for a moment here, Francine. How long have you been here at Maine Library? My whole career, more than 30 years. Yeah. You only got me beat by a couple of years. You know, I'm at 29 now. Yeah, I know. It's insane, isn't it? We've been around almost as long as the building. 40 years this year. We're going to be celebrating big birthday celebration coming up. It's going to be interesting to see. Have you been, were you out there for the, I'm trying to think, wow, when were you, it, man, it's both of we us opened, here. We opened officially April the 29th, 1984. Oof. And see, you just know these things off the top of your head. That's craziness. That is just craziness. Okay, we've got some fun stories today. We always try to find fun ones, but I think this is really going to be a really good day today. Uh, so our first one is, you may have seen this because I made a lot of news all over the place, a green comet, special, ooh, ah, great, amazing. And it's going to be here for the first time in 50,000, 30,000, take your pick. Some astronomers are debating. I think when you get to 10,000 years, Francine, it kind of doesn't matter, right? <laughs> um, so have you seen, uh, when, did you, did you ever get a chance to see any comets out there with your eyes? Have you ever had a chance? I want to, I wanted to, I tried for Halley's comet and it was raining and cloudy. Yeah. Um, and there's a, there's a good chance that this one, at least down here in South Florida is going to be nice and clear for us. Good conditions. Tonight, the 12th. Um, now, this is not the only night that it's going to be. It just so happens how comets work, in case you're not familiar. You know, it's a ball of rock and ice. It's swiveling through the solar system or beyond in the case of this one. And the reason why it's going to be particular tonight is that it's the closest to the sun, right. which heats it up, does the gases, which creates that big tail that comes off. And so at midnight tonight on January 12th, just beforehand, if you look up off the to the north, uh, toward you know, look for the North Star, Polaris, and look north just above the horizon, you should be able to see it. Ooh. And it's going to be here through February, so you've got a few weeks to to figure this out. But it's going to be at its the tail should be just about as long as it's going to be possible tonight, and then it's gonna, just going to keep on growing for there. So right in between February 1st and February 2nd is when it's going to get closest to Earth. So it might actually be bright enough to see with your own eyes without even binoculars. Do you think? Oh, you think yeah. you're going to make it out there, Francine? Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going I'm to run up around midnight tonight? I am. I okay, am. Good. I would like to. That would be fun, wouldn't it? I, I, it's, I remember sitting out, out back. Uh, I was on a date with someone and I was sitting out back in my house and looking up. And I'm like, oh, look, there's a comet. Uh, I forgot that's back in the, in the late 90s. So I'm, I can't even remember which one that was. But that brings us to our second story, which is, will you even be able to see this? And here's the problem. So Blue Walker 
it's a really large um, communications satellite that's up there right now orbiting the planet. We need, yeah, we need these. I know it's a, it's, it's a good thing. We have them. We need satellites up there to do stuff. However, there are some problems with all of these other satellites that are around. And do we really need all these things and what's going on? So there's a couple pictures here to share. Uh, this one right here that I've got up, that big white streak going right across the Milky Way is not a shooting star. That is the satellite. Blocking out and obscuring the suns. Or maybe you want to take a look at this one. So here is your telescope out here. And all those white streaks across there are from Starlink. Starlink, uh, Starlink is the uh, Elon Musk satellite uh, internet company that uh, they send up thousands and thousands of these uh, satellites and they piggyback off of each other and broadcast down broadband to reach remote areas, in theory. Um, you can get some feedback on whether it's good or bad internet service, but this is what it's doing to astronomers right now. Yeah, how about that? What do you think, Francine? What, what should we be doing? How do we, how do we take care of this? Wow. Uh, is there a way to, to, oh, is there a way to fix this? Well, there's, or help this? There's a couple situation? of different ideas. There's a couple of different ideas. Uh, one of them is to paint them black to make them darker so that they don't show up as clearly on the images. But then again, you still have them showing up on your images and they're just not as clear anymore. Mm. They still will be blocking out stuff. Mm. But I haven't gotten to the worst part yet. There's a worst part. China plans on launching their own version of Starlink and it is about to get start launching this year. And um, we're going to double the number of satellites up there or quadruple them because Starlink still wants to put up another 3000 plus or 10,000 plus and China wants to equal that and it's going to be a mess. Oh my goodness. I know. When's Can the last they, time you saw the stars really clearly? Uh, oh my goodness, it's been a while. Yeah. Is there a way that they could uh, coexist or determine different locations so that it's not as much of an obstruction? Well, that's part of the problem. Is that for it to beam down internet service over the United States, as an example, or over right. China, it's got to rotate over China. And where are our telescopes? In the United States or in China, in Hawaii. So when they're, the couple of those photos there were from Arizona. When you're in Arizona, you've got them going right overhead. Oh, my goodness. Now, weather satellites and other things, so they're way out in geosynchronous orbit. One, they could possibly interfere, but there's so many, so fewer of those. The, the oh. number is so small. And they're in a good position for people to be able to broadcast. So, yeah. Oh, 
This is a, a potential challenge. Yep. Was this the future you wanted, Francine? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. I love watching all the sci-fi shows. Star Trek, the original Star Trek, was one of my faves. There we go. Well, I got something for you then. We're now going to be able to, or almost anyone, can simulate your voice with just three seconds of audio. You mean re recreate my your your voice or my voice entirely? Yep. With just a little bit more than what you just said. You spoke for about two seconds, two and a half seconds. Right. You need just over three seconds, and it can do it. Now, before what would be the purpose of that? To, to make it so that you can give speeches, so you can do. I mean, th there's a good reason for this, and the technology is not there yet to be able to just grab anyone's voice and make it happen with anyone. So this is a, a very simple block diagram of how this works. Okay, you have the text prompt. So you, you are given a block of text to read. If you've okay. had any training on voice recognition systems where they give you a paragraph and read this paragraph so we understand what, how you speak and how you do. Okay. If you did this in the past with uh, Dragon Easy, was one of very popular program 20 years ago, you had to read about three paragraphs. If you were using an Amazon Echo, uh, Echo. Uh, as recently as four years ago, five years ago, you would read about three or four sentences. Three or four and sentences. then it would pick up. Now, the, your Echo, the, 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 you don't even need to do that out of the box. You just go and it'll just automatically do it because they've gotten the technology that much better. Wow. Imitate you. You take this little bit of text prompt. You read that exact text prompt. That goes into their modeling, into their AI modeling, and now you can spit out any amount of speech that you want, including every one of those expressions you're making there, Francine. Even the expressions, not just yes. the, the, the All audio. All your ups and downs. No, well, audio expressions. Audio expressions. Wow. See? wow. that This is so sci-fi. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's craziness. It's one of those things. Now, you combine this. We talked about chat GBT several times over the... Mm -hmm. uh, last few shows okay this all combined together sounds really super scary how are you ever going to know what the real world is like anymore but part of it is is this is how we as people evolve and figure out and this is how society is going to have to grapple with this whole concept of what are we doing and i know you, you people are out there like wait 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 Bob, 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 that was way too fast like, how did that work let me put, I'm going to put the links to the show in the show notes right now for you mm -hmm. so that you will be able to find them out there just like always. And you'll be able to uh, keep up with us and know exactly what's going on. What are you going to do? What, do you, what would you do with this, Francine? I would say what would be the purpose of having someone's voice simulated so profoundly and so accurately on something it could, there are so many applications that it could be used for. Yeah. Both good and bad. Both good and, I would say, but positive yeah. and negatively. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, what, what do you bad. think? It's not negative. It's bad. <laughs> oh, I mean, if you could impersonate somebody and make, the, make somebody think, they already have the technology. If you take someone who's been out there 
unfortunately, like myself, who has a lot of audio out there, you can capture all that audio and then use that in a program to be able to spit out longer sections of things that the person never said. However, those AI models are not quite as good at doing expression. The, you know, the pitch, the timbre of your voice going up and down as you're, as you're speaking mm -hmm. about things, pacing. This, and this is from Microsoft, so you know that they're being very careful because they're not going to just let this thing go out into the wild and then them be responsible Microsoft. for what, who and what and everything that's going on with it. Yeah. So the idea here is that they want... Uh, if you haven't done this yet on uh, PowerPoint, if you are anyone out there who's giving presentations in PowerPoint or anything, there's an AI built into uh, Microsoft's PowerPoint now that can track how you speak, what you speak, how, what your pacing is, how many times you go um, I, uh, uh and all those sorts of things. And it can uh. give you um, some I This is where that came from. They started with that of just doing recording people and bringing it all out. And now they've gotten it to three seconds. Three seconds. Wow. So you can record a little bit of voice, save it, give it to the AI, give it to your new voice AI person, type out your speech, hand it to them, and now presto, now they can re do re they can record the newscast for you and it can go out. And nobody even needs to know whether it was you really reading it or the AI reading it. There would be no difference. No difference. No difference in anything. Wow. I know. Wow. I know. It sounds kind of crazy. It sounds like, doesn't this sound like super science fiction? Like, oh my God, some, ye fiction. Yeah, some year they're going to be able to do that? Super By science the way, fiction. last November, CNET started using AI to write art news articles. Didn't bother to tell anybody. They just put it under a different byline. They didn't give it a fake author. They gave it a basic byline. And uh, ever since November, if you've read the CNET website, some of those articles were CNET. just written by AI. Yeah. They, and they were AI articles written. Uh-huh. Is someone uh, uh, overseeing or monitoring or managing? Oh, of course. Them? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they ask it. They tell it, I need an article about this, and it does it. And now pair it up with this, and now you could put together a little audio broadcast of it in this, in that reporter's voice. Wow. Wow. Do we blow your mind yet, Francine? Yes. Yes, right through my <laughs> curls. Yes. Yes. Isn't it crazy all the things we can do nowadays? It's crazy. And something on a more practical note, as we are moving forward, is electric cars. Now, you don't even have a car, correct, Francine? Uh, no, I do not. Yeah, you live I, in the city. I'm, I'm a low-maintenance, mid-tech woman. There you go. Simple and easy. I've had an electric car for just about a decade now. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. I'm and they've evolved, car. right? They, they oh, have way evolved. much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, my first one, a Nissan Leaf, uh, only Nissan got 80. Leaf. Only get 80 something miles uh, before having to be recharged. Now I can go hundreds of miles. It's great. Um, but for that to pull off for everybody, that means we need a lot more chargers. Yes. And so we're going to need, they're saying, 2.1 million more chargers, which sounds like an insane amount more, but it's actually only eight times more. It's only eight, eight times, times more charge. It, 
of the chargers that we have out there. You just need to multiply that by eight to get more chargers. And so there's this article right here lists out like some of the spots that are doing it and some of the companies that are doing it. Cause this is going to be just like gas stations just where like some companies are going out there to do this. Wow. Have and you found I, over the years, is it more um, uh, energy efficient and cost? Oh, efficient no, way, way, way. Oh yeah. I haven't bought gas since 2014. Yeah. <laughs> it's really efficient. No oil changes, no gas, no nothing. It's great. Um, yeah, I figured out that I driving to and from the house uh, from work, you know, house to work and back, it costs me somewhere in the neighborhood of 26 to 28 cents to recharge the car. How long does it take you to recharge? It depends. The time it, depends. it depends on the type of charger you use. And that's why I wanted to bring up this map. So if you're like, Bob, yeah, sure, great. See, they need to build all these chargers first before I can get an electric car. Here's a map of downtown Fort Lauderdale, near where the library oh. is. And you can see right here, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18 chargers within a mile and a half of the library. Wow. I yeah. I, uh, wow. Uh-huh. I know. And anyone can come and utilize these? Anyone can come in and utilize can plug these. In? Can plug, plug in? Plug in. Now, some of them are free. Some of them charge. It depends on, you know, who you are, where you are. You you can come over to the city, the Fort Lauderdale City Garage. has got two charging stations in it uh, that anybody can just drive up and use it. You're paying to park the car. You can just charge for free while you're parked at the city garage and coming into the library. Oh. And it's, it's a, you know, it's not the super fast charge. There's three levels. There's the very basic, um, you know, 110, you plug into your, into your wall, just like you plug your toaster in. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one where you can plug in and uh, just like your dryer, the 220 outlet. So those are the two basics. And then there's a higher speed one that most 99% of people never need, but you can find them all right here. Wow. Yeah. So just imagine that that. We have all this already, and now they're going to buy eight, by eight times. times eight. Is that great? Wow. Wow. We have one more story I want to try and squeeze in here. We got about a minute and a half. Okay. So let's, let's talk about this one because this is definitely something you want to talk about with your friends and family. There's a new study. Study. That says... Evolution and discrimination are linked and that it is, quote unquote, a good thing for discrimination. I know. I see that face. I know. I'm like, what in the heck are you talking about? So what they mean by this is that it is not a good thing to discriminate. It's a bad thing. You should not be discriminating against someone. Bruce. However, when you try to make a rule about it, it tends to force the people you've made the rule against more powerful and more able to um, keep their own separate set of beliefs rather than melding into the whole and everyone becoming better, whether that is based on coloration for birds 
or whether that is human traits on a particular uh, type of thing that you do. They even included some political information in this. It's a great study. The thing was, it's in there, was a huge, they did, um, the, it covered, let me get the actual number of people in this study again. Does it have, it does not have the exact studies, um, but this uh, came out in the Collective Intelligence uh, magazine. And it's the wisdom of crowds versus the madness of mobs. So this is one of those things that's on the surface. You're like, wait a minute, how could discrimination possibly be good? And then it's like, oh, wait a minute. We're not talking discrimination as in racial discrimination all the time. Oh, but wait a minute. It seems to be creeping back in here. It's a really good article to go in and dive in and go read this study. Um, but basically, it comes down to the idea of foster an environment that has the desired behaviors rather than trying to exclude things, and the collective works out better. Yeah, I know. Your jaw drops too. I know. I know. Wow. Yep. I have not thought about it that way. Yeah. This is what we try and do here. We try to find something to make you think a little bit more. I am thinking. Good, I'm really good, good. thinking. We like that idea, Francie. I'm thinking a lot. So tell me what's going on with at the library for you. For the library, you know, we're always trying to, to do some different things. And now more so in person as well as online. And uh, everyone can have access through a, an electronic card or an all-access card. Through our Live, library's or, website. Or go to school in Broward County. You get a free card. Live, or work, or go to school in Broward. Yeah. And we have all types of access. I mean, full text of magazines and newspapers, as well as other materials from, from online to in print that covers all the subjects we even talked yeah. about today and more so. Just a, a, a million and one subjects, really. And I, I hope try very hard to get more. All of the articles that we do are available for free through the library, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you're more interested or doing research or different types of things, we have virtually items about most all subjects you can think of. That is an awesome, awesome thing. Thank you so much for being here, Miss Francine. If there is a person you would like to see or a library that you would like to see featured on the show, reach out to me, creationstation at broward.org, and we'll try to get it on. See everybody next week.